the Color Social Work Podcast, a space created to guide young African-American professionals through the broad and growing field of social work. This audio series was created for every young black person in the helping profession aspiring to make the world a better place. Chat with me as we make the field a little more colorful. I'm your host, Nana Kay, and you're listening to the Color of Social Work Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Color Social Podcast. I just want to take the time and thank everybody for tuning in and also introduce myself. So my name is Nana Kwe Chem, comma BSW, comma soon to be MSW, comma soon to be LMSW. <laughs> but no, I'm 23 years old. I live in Houston, Texas. I got my undergraduate BSW degree from the Prairie View A&M University in Prairie View, Texas, and I'm currently studying to have my MSW from the University of Houston in Houston, Texas, and I will be finishing in May 2021 by the grace of God, okay? Um, I created this podcast just so I can create like a space for people to be inspired in this field. Um, I feel like in this field especially when you're young it's easy to get discouraged especially when you're first starting out and you see all the like the low salaries and all the high caseloads and all the burnout and all the people that you know say like oh why did you do social work or uh, you must not be in it for the money you should have never did that you should have did something else you should do something else but your passion really lies for social work like that that is my biggest reason for creating this just to inspire you guys i just wanted to be able to motivate you all to keep going whether you sticking with your bsw and that's all you want to do whether you go for your l bsw or whether you know you want to get your master's degree and then you know those of you that want to stop at the msw or those of you that want to go ahead and get licensed and then those of you that are like seriously seriously clinical and want to get your clinical license and then you know you know i can't speak for those that want to get their phd because you know that's not me because i'm not going back to school after this (laughs) okay (laughs) but um but no i just really wanted to you know create a space to inspire inspire you guys because i know how it is um another reason why i wanted to create this podcast um this is what i need this is something that i needed that i was looking for that i could not find most of the podcasts um that pertain to social work there were older social workers like there's this one the six-figure social worker that i was listening to i mean great content amazing content but she was a little older and they were already where they're at and some of the stuff that they were t- that they were saying, you know, happened like years and years ago. She told the story about how she failed her um, LMSW exam twice, um, but it happened like years and years ago. I kind of wanted to like listen to somebody as they're going through the same things that I'm going through, um, and that quite wasn't the experience that I was getting from her podcast. Um, another one. Uh, that I listened to it was about this young woman she it had social work in the name but it was just really her just telling her life story it wasn't so much about the career um 
but she is a social worker and um it was really good content again but it wasn't anything that i was looking for so i was thinking i was like if i'm looking for you know a podcast that can inspire me a podcast that um of somebody that looks like me that's my same age as going through the same things that i'm going through maybe somebody else is looking for the exact same thing so that's why you know i created it you know they say create the thing that you wish you had so i did it um and that's my third reason. I just want to help people like me. Really, I'm super, super ambitious. Sometimes too ambitious for my own good. And I just want a lot more for myself. And I want a lot more for you guys too. Like I want to see everybody win, especially those of you that are pursuing this helping profession. Like it's not easy. Um, this season, I plan to put out content that, you know, gives you kind of like an insight um, of on, di on different jobs and also like maybe I have guests um, of these different jobs so you can kind of like gauge um, what where you want to go in the field like the field <sighs> I did not know the field was this broad until I was actually in it and graduated okay um, when I was an undergrad I just thought that the field was just CPS that's that's it <laughs> that's all people think think it is oh uh, social work CPS that's what you want to do or social work foster care that's all you want to do or whatever and you know what you can't blame people for that because with the BSW that's really what you're gonna see on online when you're looking for jobs is social work um, for social work is going to be for cps and it's going to be for uh foster care that's the main stuff that you're going to see because those are probably like the top burnout <laughs> the top burnout of places in the field to work is with child welfare <laughs> you know and i've worked in foster care a foster care agency before had do not have experience with cps but i do have several colleagues that do have experience with cps and maybe I, i'll have them on the show for you so they can you know give you like a little bit of insight about how that's like um but yeah so today i just want to give you my background um a couple story times a few experiences of the jobs that i've had while being in the field of social work with just the bsw um or even before i had my bsw um so when i first got to college um you know i graduated from prairie view so my major when i first got to college was nursing because uh, that's what prairie view is known for honestly when i first got to college i had no idea um what i wanted to do um i just picked nursing just because it was you know that's what my school was known for and that's what i was gonna do i was gonna, just gonna do nursing okay so i remember for my orientation um we did have like combined orientation with the social work majors because it's all it was all under the same college at Prairie View um it's all under the it's all under the College of Arts and Sciences so we had like a combined orientation so um all the colleges that fell underneath the same category were together so they went over nursing and then they went over social work and they went over you know all the other colleges that were underneath the uh, the same umbrella and I heard them talking about social work and I'm like, huh, I think that's probably what I want to do. I never thought about that, but I think, you know, I'm just going to do it because I kind of don't even want to do nursing. I just picked it. So when I went to go pick my classes, they're like, oh, what's your major? I just said social work, even though I had registered underneath the nursing uh, major. Um, so they helped me pick classes that, you know, fell in line with the social work degree plan. 
So my I wasn't off by any means. The only thing that was off was my major in the computer. So I remember after taking my uh, first semester of uh classes for social work it was like just the prerequisites my second semester i was actually able to go into my first class intro to social work and so i remember trying to get a approved by the advisor to go ahead and select my classes but before that i needed to go you know switch my major so i had to go through all these people hey this is my major now i need to switch it to another major so my very first encounter with one of my lovely professors i don't want to say his name on here <laughs> but um i went to his office and he was like why are you switching your major and then i was like because i want to be a social worker and he was this nigerian man he's like, why, why are you switching your major and so i'm like oh well i want to be a social worker and stuff and so on the paperwork i had put um bsn to BASW and he crossed it out and was just like if you're a social worker then you put BSW not BASW I was like okay <laughs> but um but yeah so I didn't know I was a freshman in college or whatever so I switched my major my second semester of school I started the intro to social work class fell in love with it I was like yep this is what I want to do the classes were interesting to me I wasn't bored like I was excited to register for classes like um mental health in the african-american society you know those are the type of classes you have at hbcus and stuff what else do we have human behavior we had policy we had um like social work with addiction social work with juveniles social work with children and families it was so many different classes that i was interested in i did extremely well in all my social work classes i don't think i've ever received a c in the social work class for undergrad um but yeah that's where i started um when I was in undergrad, I was trying to find a job that could allow me to get experience within the field. So by the time I graduated, you know, I would have some type of experience or whatever. So I remember my very first experience working or trying to get a job in this field somewhat. It was at the state supported living center somewhere close by campus, like in Brenham. That was probably like 30 minutes away from Prairie View. And um, I remember going to an interview and I noticed that there were a lot of older people getting these positions. I was like, why do you want to work here? Like, isn't like, I'm thinking like, this is an entry level. Like I'm in college. Like, why are these people here? It's just, you know, my naive thought, not thinking that, you know, everybody's, you know, life path and stuff is different or whatever. Um, but it was the state supported living center was for like, you know, individuals with like, um, intellectual disabilities. Um, and there were, it's, they had individuals there that were younger than they had individuals there that were older. Um, and they were you know had mental disorders and they just needed like assisted you know living there's people in wheelchairs there are people that they they could walk but they were just you know uh disabled in another way and i remember taking a tour of the facility and i was like nah this ain't me <laughs> this is not me so throughout undergrad i worked at daycares i've worked at the ymca i still currently work for the ymca i'm not leaving the ymca ever because that is the greatest nonprofit i have ever worked for we'll get to that later but um yeah i've worked at residential treatment centers i currently work at one now um I worked for a foster care agency. 
Oh, Lord Jesus, I've worked for, oh no, I tried to go ahead and try to see what it was like for like the home health uh, worker. And I had an interview, I got the job. And the first day I was like, yo, this ain't it. And I never came back. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, my very, very first job, I will say had to be, uh, we had to do a 20 hour volunteer um a volunteer internship or it was an internship i only volunteered for 20 hours um it was at this place called fort bend family promise um in missouri city and i had to do it for class i had to do 20 hours for class and that place was like a like a homeless transitioning center so they had like four different areas for four families to stay at a time each of the families could stay for up to three months and um the families had to be like it was like situational homelessness like oh the mom and dad lost their job they lost their house they need to get back on their feet um the parents could not be on drugs the kids had to be in school the parents had to have jobs they provided the families with the uh, gas cards there was a full pantry full fridge there were showers there was um bathrooms and stuff like that but the families did not sleep in that at that center they had to go sleep in the church and so my job there while I was there for that one week getting my 20 hours in I actually volunteered on my spring break <laughs> trash right uh, my my freshman year of college I volunteered for my <laughs> for my uh intro to social work hours that's crazy right I know I should have been like in Corpus Christi somewhere and you know doing college shit but I wasn't <laughs> but anyways my job there I answered the phones I didn't get to shadow any of the social workers I just answered the phones and I um you know got to you know communicate with people that needed help something that I noticed there that kind of sparked my uh, my interest more in social work was like the amount of people that were calling and the amount of times I had to tell them oh we don't have any more space mind you like I said before the facility only has space for four families at a time and up to three months so they were full for three months and every person i told i was like well we are full right now but we can't put you on a waiting list um and that's all i have to say and i remember this one hispanic lady called me she's crying she's in tears she's like i really really need help i hear her baby crying in the background she's homeless she don't know what to do she found us online and i had to transfer her to somebody else because i really did not know how to help her and i was like damn like people really be going through it like i want to be able to help people like this i want to be able to advocate for those that cannot advocate for themselves like when you're that low you probably cannot see clearly you probably cannot see further than where you are right now and I was like damn like I really want to do this like I really want to do this you know um they also had me going around to like other um restaurants and getting food like chipotle donated to them like all this meat all this rice um carabas did pasta olive garden did pasta and meat and chicken and all that stuff I drove around went to these restaurants and went to go collect the food and stuff put it in the fridge um the families were able to go in the fridge and the pantries and able to get whatever they needed um that to eat or whatever they i guess they had like some type of fake money because they had to go in the pantry and buy the food or whatever um the kids had chores the parents had chores the parents had to get drug tested and you know it was a really nice you know facility it was a really really nice system 
Um, but I know, I know they get way more calls than than the people that can serve. So I just pray that this organization had had grown has grown since when was that 2016? I pray that the organization has grown since then because their purpose is amazing, and I just wish they can you know help more people. So that was my very very first like look inside of the world of social work. Um, let's see, my second one was. Um, I think my second one was that a um that home health center that not, it wasn't a center it was a house so basically I would be like a, a direct care worker in a house um with older people that could not take care of themselves like I said my first day <laughs> it wasn't it and I was like I do not want to work with old people and that was that I didn't come back <laughs> um it was nothing wrong with them I just realized I was like yo these people can die at any time I'm not looking at you know trying to walk in and see any dead bodies you know I'm not really just not my thing you know I don't want to work in this house so I just left <laughs> um my third you know look inside the social work field I worked at a residential treatment center and it was for foster foster kids foster girls between the ages of 12 to 17 they were in the system um they did have some sex trafficking girls there but mainly <laughs> mainly this place was corrupt i'm not even going to say the name this place was corrupt it was supposed to be a treatment center i know they got leveled down to jaro which is a group home um because the girls were not getting treatment i remember the time that i worked there the therapist there was two therapists there the the time that i worked there the therapist quit all in within a week all the therapists left um the girls were not getting treatment there was no schedule there was no level system the girls that were fighting all the damn time um but honestly that was a really good experience experience for me i got to see that was my first look into the system and how fucked up it is these girls were placed at this place at this center with no real you know end date you know there was one young lady that was there for a year for a year and she was finally be able to she was finally able to go because she had turned 18 you know what i'm saying like there was no real end date for them and this place it wasn't for them to get treatment it was because there was nowhere else for them to go that center was also very new and i guess they were still working out the kinks so i hope they're doing a lot better but um it gave me a lot of experience i had like a lot of good memories uh from there and i i met a lot of you know bright beautiful young women um well young ladies they're teenagers um that impacted my life and i still think about a lot of them to this day i wonder if they're doing good i wonder you know if they got their life back on track i wonder if they're you know okay i wonder if they went to college you know stuff like that um and that's the type of stuff that's going to happen to you in this field okay like People say that you're not supposed to be emotional uh, to be a social worker, but I feel like you need to be emotional. You need to care about the people that you care for or who, who else going to care about them because the system sure don't. So I feel like the people like us, the social workers, we need to care. Like we need to be empathetic. We need to, you know, have sympathy for them. We need to be able to, you know, cry a little bit for them because at the end of the day, that passion, everything that we're crying about is what the child, the person that we serve needs. So I remember this one little girl, I think about her every fucking day. It's crazy. Don't want to say her name, but, uh, I'll never forget her. 
I used to work the shift from 4 p.m. to 12 a.m. And during that shift or whatever, you know, I'll come in, get the girls ready for their hygiene. I'll um, get them ready for dinner. Then they, they get their snack and they go to bed or whatever. So after their dinner and the snack and the bedtime, the time was at bedtime was at seven. So this young lady will come out. She was 17. She'll come out and she's like, Miss Nana, can you twist my hair? Big, big old afro. So I was been maybe an hour, hour and a half, two hours twisting this little girl hair. We'll be listening to music. When I was in high school, I loved mindless behavior. So I had we had like little laptops at work. So she'll like, Miss, can I put on some music? I'll say, Sure, go ahead. So she'll put on mindless behavior because <laughs> I guess that's what she listened to too. So we'll just be singing. I'll just be twisting her hair, and this happened every night. I worked from Monday through Friday, 12, 4 p.m. to twelve a.m. I twisted her hair every night. So one day I got a little irritated, you know. I got a little irritated, and I she asked me, "Miss Anna, can you, can you twist my hair today?" And I said, "Girl, why you can't twist your own hair? Dang, like why you don't leave me alone?" She was like, "Oh." because i don't know how i thought you liked twisting my hair for me and at that moment i was like damn i should never snapped at her like that or whatever so i was like okay you know what i'll twist your hair but this is the last time i'm gonna twist your hair because i'm gonna show you how to do it tonight so i was like i'm gonna do one side and then you do the other side and so we even watched a few youtube videos and everything so she can get it she can learn how to twist her hair without it unraveling. Y'all know it's a system. You got to, you know, turn one piece clockwise and turn the other piece counterclockwise and then twist it together. So I had to teach her how to do that. So she did one side. I did the other side. And then after that, I remember I was gone for the weekend. And I think I came back Monday. She had kept her twist in her hair. She didn't untwist them for her little twist out or whatever. And she was like, oh, it's not a last night. I twisted my hair all myself. Look, it was so, it was so like, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually talked to the girl something. I don't know why I feel like I'm about to cry. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God, talk to the girl something. You know, I didn't really think that it was like really like on impacting like that. But she's like, I kept my twist in. I wanted you to see how good I did. I twisted my hair last night with myself and I was like I felt really good oh my gosh why am I getting so emotional wow okay so um it came the time when the little girl was about to go she was going to a foster home and I was like okay cool like yes you're going to a foster home yes ma'am and she was like it was actually three of them that were leaving the same day so they're supposed to leave at four o'clock um that Friday I believe and so I was like okay cool so I left my internship early during that time I was doing my internship for undergrad so I was doing my internship from like um 8 to like 3 p.m and then I would go to work from 4 p.m to 12 a.m so I left my internship early got some lunch came to work around 2 got to work go to the unit you know just trying to say hi to everybody so I'm like where is I said little girl's name where is so-and-so and they're like, oh, she left her caseworker came early. I was like, swear to God, I got her room, all her stuff gone. I didn't even get to say bye to, to this little girl. And we used to, I, we actually bonded. Like, I was like, dang, like, I didn't even get to say bye to her. Like, you know, one night I was listening to gospel music. So every time I hear a reason why I sing, I always think about this little girl. I don't know. But I hope she's doing well. If by any chance you're hearing this and you remember me, girl, what's up? I hope you are good. I hope God has blessed you. But, um, but yeah, anyway, that's just one of many stories that I had. Um, I'll tell one more quick story from that place. Um, this other little girl, she's about to go 
to foster home and she was 15 and i remember she was telling me she hadn't seen her sisters in like three years and they're finally about to be in a foster home together so she was really excited so i was taking her down to the store to get all the rest of her clothes and her belongings and she had crazy amount of clothes it was three big old xl large trash bags full of clothes and this is very ignorant and very naive of me to ask but i said girl where is your suitcase now if you know the foster care system and you know child welfare these kids do not have <laughs> luggage no one no one thinks that they would need luggage right no one would think that they're moving from home to home so they need luggage this little girl had been moving from home to home or from place to place and she was nine years old she was 15 16 years old did not have luggage so she looked at me and said why would i have luggage <laughs> and turned around I, I was like damn <laughs> damn like you know when you work in places like this and you get experience like these are things that you will not know unless you experience them you will feel stupid you will feel bad but it's okay because you're gonna learn you're never gonna ask stupid questions like that again three i'm thinking like you know i'm thinking you know like you know you have three big bags of clothes where is your luggage you know that's so you know that was really ignorant that was really stupid of me to think but it was ignorance because i really did not know but um yeah man I, she was leaving that next morning had i known that um had i known that she was um leaving and didn't have a luggage i would have probably brought my own for her because it was a lot of clothes and you know no child should have to like carry three big you know trash bags out from place to place you know and hopefully the foster home she went to got her some luggage or you know something to carry her clothes in for you know possibly if the next time she goes somewhere else but anyways but yeah that you know that's just a few of my experiences and hopefully some of you will experience some of the same things i have maybe even better ones and maybe that you know you guys will make an impact on you know some young people or some of the populations that you know that you want to serve in the future um that was i think that that residential treatment that was my third look inside of you know social work so my fourth look i did work at a foster care agency upon graduating from Prairie View. Um, you know what? Casework, it wasn't the work. It wasn't really the work. I really enjoyed, you know, being able to meet the kids when I first placed them and, you know, following their progress and their treatment goals and, you know, connecting with the foster parents. Um, it, the work itself is not that bad you know we had to do contact notes we had to go to their houses um we had to you know do their treatment plans and you know if we had to keep up with their doctor's appointments dental appointments if they were sick the what kind of medications they're taking and everything like that um the agency i was working for i would not say their name but it, it is a really good agency i just felt like the environment that i was in with the amount of work i had did not really fit well you know if it was it's a high workload high amount of stress and i felt like the agency or the workplace should be a little bit more you know calm and not as hostile um with stuff like this and i felt like the environment in the uh the environment that i was in was very hostile and i felt like I wasn't really being treated like as a person, but I just feel like I was being treated like maybe like a data entry clerk. Like, I, like you know, I was just supposed to do this robot stuff and, you know, 
um, I'll give you an example so I had this boy on my caseload and I would try to talk to him like yeah how school how's everything going mind you we were in the middle of a pandemic these kids were not going to school um, they were doing online school or whatever the 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 school districts decided for them at that point but um you know in my case notes I tried to you know write as much as I could but if the you know the young man didn't want to talk to me he'll just give me yes or no answers there was so much that I could write so you know I went to my supervisor I told her I let her know I was just like hey whenever I ask these kids these questions whenever I try to ask him how things are going he's not really being as responsive as he should be and I'm it makes me not have enough information for my case notes and I don't want to lack any information so she told me you should know your kids well enough to be able to get them to know how to talk mind you I had 22 kids on my caseload okay um, I was going to her looking for guidance but she told me that I should know my kids well enough that I you know that I can get them to talk and I'm like okay mind you we were not going to their homes at this point because of COVID um, and I was I was stuck I'm a new social worker I really needed that guidance you know and I felt like at that point it was like she it was just like just get it done like you know just get it done you know whatever um and I just really didn't feel like I was being guided in the correct way um it, it wasn't so much the casework. I feel like if I would have had a better experience, I would have still been there. Um, my experience with the kids, you know, I just had recently one of my old foster parents on my caseload um, just adopted the child that was on my caseload. Um, she adopted her, so she's not the, the kid is not in the system anymore, thank God. And she sent me pictures from, she invited me to the Zoom court hearing. <laughs> they had the court hearing on Zoom, and then she sent me pictures. They had like a little party for her that she was been adopted. And it was, you know, it was, it's a beautiful thing. I have another foster parent that called me the other week just checking on me, just wondering how I'm doing and everything. Um, I had another foster parent when I told her I was leaving she cried <laughs> she told me I ruined her day <laughs> she told me she was like oh I was gonna go hang out with my sister and now I'm not going anymore you just ruined my whole day and you know um, even though I had to leave and leave those families like that I know I did make a difference I know I was doing my job at the end of the day um, regardless of what type of environment I was in but um, yeah so that was my fourth look in, inside of the um, social work, you know, field. Um, like I said, you know, casework for foster care agency is it's very high stress. You can do it. Like it's very high stress. I was I was actually employee of the month <laughs> for the agency. You know, for a little for a little minute. But um, it, it it just depends on the type of environment you're in, and that will it will either allow you to succeed or fail. Like really, like it will, or you know, is whether you stay there or you you know go find something else. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to rule out case management completely because I did I did like it. It was, you know, typical nine to five, whatever. We got PTO, uh, you know, stuff like that. But the, the pay was OK, too. But anyways, um, my fifth look inside the system, not the system, inside social work, inside the field of social work. Uh, I currently work at this mental health slash drug rehab slash <laughs> residential treatment center um in houston again i'm not gonna say any names uh, but so far so good i've been working here since october um it's been a little over a month and um this center 
services you know children between the ages of 12 to 17 you know they have mental health issues depression anxiety suicidal ideation homicidal thoughts um maybe like truancy or you know i know this young man told me the other day that he committed armed robbery you know they get some of their clients from private insurance they get some of their clients from the system from cps care um and then they get some of their clients from uh juvenile probation so that's that um i am a mental health technician um which is just a fancy word for direct care <laughs> um i am with my clients throughout my whole shift um from whatever they need if they need um to take a shower they have to ask me they need to go to the bathroom they ask me you know it's a whole procedure how we go about those things to make sure that the kids are safe you know i help them with their food um i help them with um you know they have like a level system I help, I help them analyze what they need to do to raise their level um I, I also help them tolerate distress um I I'm also able to sit in groups with you know therapists like LMSWs LCSWs and that's really exciting for me because once I get my license you know I might have a chance to be able to be one of those therapists that help that um hold the groups that i'm actually like watching right now so that might be really cool for me to do you know in the future but um yeah so far so good what i notice about this job is i am one of four young people that work at this place everybody else is old and retired and they already had their career and now they're here um I felt a little bit intimidated at first when I first got there. Um, a lot of people are burnt out and they'll, they will, you know, push that on you, especially when you're new and you kind of don't know what you're doing and you need that guidance and, you know, you're trying to reach out. And then there's other people that will actually help you. They know you're new. They've been there before. They know how it feels like to be in your position and they actually genuinely want to help you. Um, but I'm trying, I'm at the point where I'm trying not to let those things get to me and I'm just trying to do my job and go home because at the end of the day, I know this is not where I'm ending at and it's just, and this is where I'm starting at. Um, the job itself, it's wonderful. Um, sometimes I don't feel like going to work, but it's the, hey, Miss Lana, for me, it's that, that's, that's it. That's, that's what it is for me. Like, you know, the excited hellos and stuff, the hugs when they're going to bed and, you know, they wrote me, they write me notes all the time, you know? So that's the stuff that I need to know that I'm doing my job, you know? And all the time you don't get thank yous, you don't, but it's the little stuff. You know, you're not going to always get like a thank you, but it's little stuff that you notice like I said before in my story before how the little girl told me that she twisted her hair the night before and she wanted to show me okay she ain't necessarily say thank you she ain't say thank you she just showed me that she could twist her hair now she didn't need me no more and that was okay because that's what I want I didn't want to twist the little girl hair every night she had a head full of hair like I'm talking about I'm talking about like to the middle of her back long but you know it's stuff like that to let you know like okay yeah this is what I'm supposed to do I'm doing my job right you know what I'm saying um the other day you know I was tired I had been working doubles every day and stuff like that um and this little girl came up to me and she wasn't little she like 14 she came up to me and she said she gave me a hug randomly and then i was just like oh you gave me a hug and she was like yeah i know she haven't been talking that much and that's weird so i thought something was wrong so i just figured you needed a hug and then she just went about her business 
okay it's little stuff like that that will happen to you you when you know you're in your purpose when you know you're in, on the right track when you know you're doing what you're supposed to do fuck all the other drama with like your staff and your co-workers this is who you serve okay this little girl she ain't say thank you for nothing she didn't say she, you know what i'm saying she didn't i didn't do anything for her specifically she just she saw that i was like i guess in a bad mood or tired and stuff and gave me a hug like you know what i'm saying this is the stuff that i live for this is the kind of stuff that i need to know that i'm doing good i don't need no employee of the month i don't need no you know raise even though that's nice you know of course we, i i'm not gonna you know turn down no raise but it's the stuff you know from the clients the people that i'm advocating for that's who i'm doing it for and i have to kind of get out of that mindset of you know oh i'm letting the people around me like the co-workers you know dictate whether or not i have a good work there whether or not i'm finna quit because it's been a few times where i'm like okay i'm about to quit and let me tell y'all this is job number 18 i cannot quit before i graduate from grad school okay i am staying here and i'm this is y'all mark my words mark it on the wall as my mom would say i will stay at this job until i get a higher position with my using my msw or lmsw one of them <laughs> but um but yeah so that is i think that was number four yeah that was my fourth look into the social work world um was it yeah that was number four um like i said y'all it's so many other things that you can do within social work and even before you get your your degree and even after um like the job that i'm in right now all you need is a high school degree so um i was talking to one of my colleagues she's actually in her undergraduate program right now at i think u of h downtown and i actually told her i was like hey like if you want to work here like you know send your resume in because all you need is a high school degree and since you already have you know some coursework some credits in social work you know you'll be a perfect candidate for this job you know and um all you need is high school degree and you'll be able to get that experience that you need so whenever you get out whenever you get your degrees you have the experience and i remember my interview for this position um uh, the administrative director said that they're really you know impressed by my experience because i'm young as hell and you know shit you know i'm not finna toot my own horn but <laughs> but no i'm just kidding y'all but just I, aspiring social workers i urge you you know i encourage you to you know look and what the different populations that you want to work with and see the jobs that you can get or like the volunteer experience that you can get before you graduate or before or while you have your bsw and you're pursuing your msw stuff like that um because you know it's a lot of stuff that you can do out there that you might not even know um at this point you might just think oh you need a degree for everything and you don't necessarily need a degree and you know the money might not be you know lmsw money right now but you know it's it's livable you know you have a you can have a livable income and you know still do what you want to do so i just want to give you for those of you that do have a BSW and you still searching for jobs and stuff, I just want to give you like a look into the different jobs that you can get. Um, so like I said before, I was a case manager. So you can, you know, be a case manager. Um, you know, family service workers, there are different agencies that require like family service workers that, you know, they specialize in helping families like overcome dif difficult times. And that probably might al align with that position that I was talking about that I volunteered with for my intro to social work class. 
that probably might align with something closer to that. You know, um, these family service workers, they work with nonprofits, um, various government agencies, and they provide education and services designated to help families overcome, you know, tragedy like homelessness or resolve conflicts or maybe even escape abuse. There's this um, agency called Houston Area Women's Center that I know for a fact that you can they have a family service worker uh, position and they help women escape abuse. So that's, that's another, you know, area in the field that you would go to if you want to help women that, um, have suffered from abuse. Um, there's mental health assistance. So right now that's, you know, that's what I am right now, it, but the position is called mental health technician. So, you know, you work underneath, underneath like clinical staff, you know, we help care for the people that have mental health disorders. Um, it's not necessarily, we're not wiping their ass or anything like that. We're just guiding them through their treatment. They're getting treated. They're on medication. You know, they see psychotherapists, they see, um, a psychiatrist, you know, and they have group therapy, they have individual therapy, they have family therapy and stuff like that. We're just there to help their stay at the inpatient residential program go by, you know, we'll help, we're there to help it go smooth. So those are just a few of the things that you can do with your BSW. Um, don't think that you're stuck. Just research, y'all. I'll always say just go on Indeed. Go on YouTube. Find podcasts like this to, you know, just spark your, your interest. You might not know that you have an interest in a certain population. Or you might know your specific one, like me. I know I need to work with teenagers. I'm not working with no old people. I'm not working with adults. I'm working with teenagers. I'm not working with no little kids. I'm working with specifically teenagers. <laughs> so you know but if you don't quite know which area you want to go in yet i know that i want to work with teenagers but i'm not sure what it, in what aspect i'm not sure if i want to be do therapy i'm not sure if i'm gonna do school social work i don't i don't not sure if i want to do macro i'm not sure if i'm gonna go ahead and get my clinical license i don't know yet but you know hopefully with me creating this networking community this support group maybe i'll find which area i want to go in that would allow me to serve the population that i still want to work with all right so with that being said, this is the end of the very first episode. Again, thank you for tuning in. And I will be back every week. And I will enlighten you with experiences. And I hope to inspire you and motivate you to continue on and keep doing what you're doing. Because one black social worker at a time, we will be influential and we will make the world a little more colorful. <laughs> Talk to you guys later.